Nick Pudu, Action Scientist, written by Anthony Birch, based on the video game Half-Life. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Nikki, and I will be playing the titular role of Nick Pudu, Action Scientist. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm playing several characters, I think. Basically, whatever's in orange in the script of Nick Pudu, Action Scientist. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm playing assorted voices uh, indicated by red. And I am Luke. I am playing yellow somewhere in here. I don't know who the fuck is yellow. <laughs> Sick, Barry. Guys. I'm playing Barry sometimes, so that's cool. I'm go tweet. Twitter.com. There we go. It's fine. Here we go. Come on. Tweet, 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 tweet. It's fine. Tweet, tweet. Okay, I tweeted it. All right. Now, are you ready to get into this? Yes. No! Fuck, I opened Apple Music. Oh, God. Everybody have their PDFs open in front of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to start. Yeah, let's just do it. All right. Interior, Black Mesa Research Facility break room. Another boring day at the Black Mesa Research Facility. Nick scratched what was left of his hair as he went to the soda machine. On the way, he spotted his friend, Byron. Nick waved, and Byron waved back. That is the end of that character. (laughs) (laughs) Nick put a quarter into the machine and pressed a button for his favorite fruit juice, prune tang. He sat down to enjoy his drink when that bastard Freeman passed by. He had his HEV suit on, and he was walking confidently in the direction of the testing chamber. Man, Nick hated that guy. Freeman stopped in the doorway of the break room and looked directly at Nick. Nick! The Nickster! <laughs> Nickarama! Nickelodeon! Baron Bon Nicktenstein! Yep. <laughs> Nick Dak Paddywhack! Give a dog a bone! <laughs> Hi, Gordon. Little Nicky! Nick comes in just at the nick of time! Nick! Yeah, that's great, Gordon. Could you please stop that? Sure, Nicola. So, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. Just having a prune tang. Talking to you. True, true. So, how's the Rogaine? I mean, wife. <laughs> I don't have a wife, Gordon. You know that. Oh, yeah. They both stood there, engages in the most awkward of silences. Naturally, Gordon broke it. Uh... You ever take a dump so big that it makes the toilet overflow? No. Oh, well, uh, I I sure haven't. Right. Don't you have to be in the testing chamber? Oh, yeah. Bye. What a dumbass. What? Did you say something? No, of course not. Gordon left nervously. Nick propped his feet up on another chair and massaged his bald head. Who's the Rogaine? (laughs) Bastard. Nick sat down and watched the other scientists scurry about like mice, each of them doing what they considered to be the most important to today's experiment. Don't fuck this one up. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony say. responded Christ on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the administrator is watching. They cried. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> mostly just sat in the back and laughed. He was the head scientist, so he could fake importance most of the time. In case the administrator did come in, Nick would brush over to a microscope and look through the lens at an invisible specimen. Hmm, very interesting, he would say. The administrator would then leave without a word. Man, that administrator was one creepy mofo. The scientists had come to call him the G-Man, since everybody knew that he worked for the government, but nobody was sure exactly what division. He had bags under his bags the size of Dennis Rodman's ego, and he always talked like some kind of weird snake. Flashback. So, Mr. Poodoo, what are we working on today? Oh, you know, this and that. Hmm, very interesting. Yes, very good. Back to work, Mr. Poodoo. (laughs) Dumbass. What? Did you say something? No, of course not. Back to the present. <laughs> the weirdo also carried his suitcase around with him all the time. In the six years he'd been working there, not once had he seen the G-Man open that thing. <laughs> the staff made a pool where each person bet on what they thought was in the suitcase. 
Currently, Nick had 20 bucks on dildo. Bored, Nick stood up and walked in the direction of the testing chamber, hoping for something possibly interesting to happen. About halfway there, the entire facility was rocked by what seemed like an earthquake. Suddenly, electronic equipment exploded, walls collapsed, and strange crab-like creatures appeared out of thin air. One appeared roughly two feet away from Nick. As it approached, Nick had one thought. Ah, oh, shit. It's the end of chapter one, which is chapter one, if you're following along in the fan fiction. Yay. Act two, the day livens up. Interior, same place. Oh, shit. Nick slowly backed away from the crab-like monster, careful not to make any sudden movements. He looked up, hoping for some help from another scientist. Unfortunately, the only other people currently in the room were Nick and the head crab. Nick suddenly got an idea. He fished into his pockets for that chocolate bar he'd been eating earlier. During that time, he had been searching through his pockets of his white lab coat. His gaze never fell from the head crab, and the head crab never stopped moving. It moved slowly, carefully, silently. Finally, Nick retrieved the munch chocolate bar. <laughs> hey, dickhead, you want this? He waved it around, trying to attract his attention. <laughs> You want this, huh? Go get it! And with that, he threw the candy bar across the room. The head crab turned around for an instant, and then it focused its attention back on Nick. Oh, shit! Suddenly, the head crab lunged directly at Nick, its legs splayed outwards in an attack position. Nick quickly jumped out of the way, just in time for the little cocksucker to slam straight into the door that Nick had come through. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 quickly, Nick rushed over to the momentarily dazed head crab and quickly jumped on top of it. Nick heard the satisfying crunch of bones as his feet came crashing down the head crab's back. Green ooze seeped out from the alien's back. The head crab twitched slightly, and with a small burp of some bodily fluids, it died. Nick could only think of one statement to sum up what had just happened to him. What the fuck? Crabs don't have bones. Shh, it's a head crab, not a crab. It's a different crab. It doesn't matter. It's it not real. Nick bones. picked up the crab's corpse and examined it, hoping to find some sign of what the hell this was. Obviously, there'd be no such luck without a microscope. <laughs> Nick turned around and went the way he came, to the direction of the scientific equipment. <laughs> On the way, he spotted a dying guard. He kneeled down next to him. What the hell happened? I don't know, but it might have been... <laughs> but it might have something to do with... <coughs> the sample we got today. Mr. Freeman tested it today. Hmm. Gordon always did have a knack for screwing things up. Anyway, take this... <laughs> the guard held out a pistol. Okie dokie. See ya, Mr. Poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, Charlie. Nick stood up as Charlie died, farting and bleeding. <laughs> 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 Truly riveting dialogue. Nick pocketed the pistol and ran as fast as he could to the research and development lab, interior lab. When he got there, he laid the ex-head crab down on the table and sat down. Man, that was some freaky shit. <laughs> Nick closed his eyes momentarily, trying to get a grip on the current situation. When he opened them, he spotted something moving in his peripheral vision. He took out his gun carefully and approached the shadows to his left. Come out or I'll shoot your nuts off! Suddenly, a scientist jumps out from the shadows. Nick would later remember that he was the boss of this particular one. At the time, however, he wrongly figured this middle-aged scientist was some sort of demon creature from Mars. He pulled the trigger thrice. Nick wasn't ready for the kick. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so he immediately <laughs> lost control of it. The gun clattered to the floor. The scientist fell to the floor, clutching his leg. What in the flying fuck did you do that for? Nick looked down at the man he had moments before intended to put three bullets into. Barry? Barry whimpered <laughs> and nodded. What the hell happened? Well... I was in the shadows masturbating, then you came in, so I pulled up my pants, and then you pulled out a gun, and then you shot me once in the leg, but you missed, and then the other two times, and then I fell down and- SHUT UP! I mean, what's with all the monsters? Monsters? What monsters? Like I said, I was in the back hacking off- <laughs> Hacking off? <laughs> I was in the back hacking off when you came in! <laughs> you mean to tell me that you were choking the chicken all day? Uh-huh. You were pumping the porpoise all day? Yep. Slamming the ham? Indeed. Spanking the monkey? Affirmative. Slapping the salami? Mm-hmm. Beating the banana? Chick. Chafing the... Nick probably would have kept going on if that lightning-spewing alien hadn't busted through the door. That's end of Act 2. Act 3. 
finding new specimens. The lightning monster fired a beam of electricity at the door, blowing it to pieces. Nick and Barry quickly looked to the door to see what monstrosity would approach. The smoke cleared, and from it a horrible green monster appeared. It walked on two legs. Its movements were static and sudden. Barry screamed. What in the name of God is that? Nick raised his pistol and aimed it at the creature's singular eye. The alien, anticipating his attack, began forming a stream of energy in front of him. Nick ducked just in time. Because a split second later, a bolt of lightning shot an inch away from the top of his head, almost singeing his hair. Holy crap! Barry was still screaming, so Nick ran over to him and helped him to his feet, draping Barry's arm over his shoulder while slapping him. Shut up! <laughs> Barry screamed and pointed at the green beast. Nick looked up to see the alien forming yet another chain of energy, taking careful aim and preparing for the kick of the gun. Nick unloaded five shots into the eye of the alien. Its head flew back with the impact of one bullet that hit it. Its eyes sprayed yellow goo onto the floor as it did something of a backflip to the floor, landing on its back and making bizarre gurgling sounds. Barry stopped screaming. What the hell was that? I don't know. Barry stared dumbfounded at the alien corpse that lay before him. Nick helped him to a chair. Nick broke off a piece of the headcrab corpse that he had brought with him and put it under a microscope. He did the same thing with the lightning alien's skin, placing it under a different microscope. <laughs> That's just smart. <laughs> Barry, could you analyze these two samples for me while I find the others? There's no way in hell I'm staying here unarmed. Nick sighed. What a pussy. He handed the pistol over to Barry, making sure it still had bullets. Barry looked up. What will you use? Nick smiled and pulled a lighter out of his coat. He then walked over to the supply cabinet and pulled out an aerosol can of WD-40. Barry laughed. <laughs> You've been watching arachnophobia too much. Nick duct taped the two together using tape he found in the cabinet. He left without another word. Nick switched the lighter on and headed to the hub, a spot where all the scientists, except some, had secretly agreed to run to in the event of emergency. <laughs> Nick thought that this qualified as an emergency. On the way over, he had to jump over the wrecked electronic equipment, duck under nearly collapsed roof structures, and crawl through the vents to get to the small room where ten scientists sat, waiting for something to happen. <coughs> when Nick spotted them, he loudly yelled, Hey guys! They all screamed like little girls. Ah! Nick smiled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, guys! Let's get out of here! The military should be here any minute to rescue us. What the hell happened, anyway? A scientist stood up and explained everything. How that day's subject was involved and how the portals opened up. Not explained at all in the script. <laughs> right! Anyway, let's go! Fuck oh, no! no. Nick recoiled. Why? <laughs> the only female scientist, Loretta, stood up and explained. Nice. Campbell went out there five minutes ago. <laughs> he hasn't come back yet. He's probably dead. Then we'll find him. Come on, what are you waiting for? Nick looked around at the dimly lit room at the balding, petrified scientists, each with his sphincter tight in fear. <laughs> I can protect you. He pointed at his makeshift flamethrower. Yeah, like that helped. The scientists shook their heads. Without a choice, Nick walked up to the scientist directly in front of him, Sam. He rose the flamethrower to Sam's face, his finger ready to press the button on the aerosol can. You will come with me, or Sam here gets it. Nervously, the scientists shook their heads. Damn, Nick. All of them except Sam, of course, who was nodding like crazy, his ass spewing pounds of crap into his underwear. <laughs> Five. The scientists talked amongst themselves, each wondering if Nick was really serious. Four. They stared at Nick in disbelief. Three. Now they yelled. They yelled for him to stop it. Stop, stop it. Stop. stop it. Two. They yelled louder. Well, yeah, stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Introduced all kinds of new bodily fluids into his blue jeans. One. Okay. 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 We'll go with you. Oh, the scientists threw up their hands in defeat. Nick smiled and lowered the flamethrower. I'm glad you see it my way. Let's go. Interior. Nick Poopy's a dick. <laughs> he is. Yeah. A little bit. Fuck this guy. Nick led the scientists back to the lab where Barry sat, examining the alien pieces. Each of the ten scientists stopped. You, you actually, actually killed two of these things? things? When Nick nodded, the scientists felt much safer. Barry looked up. Truthfully, there's nothing special about this little one. He pointed at the head crab corpse. 
It has superior leg muscles and mucus instead of blood, and there is this thin extra organ in its abdomen that I have not yet found a use for, but other than that, pretty boring. This next one, however, is different. It also has mucus for blood, but the real interesting stuff is in its mind. I've been examining it, and it is identical to ours in every way, save for this extra lobe here. This lobe is connected to the creature's hands. The lobe secretes some kind of enzyme that the hands produce in the lightning. There, the lightning is used and formed. Mixed that it is, up. That is a shh, solid shh, understanding of electricity. Shh, Thank shh. you. Thank you. <laughs> is that all you found out? Barry recoiled, offended. What are you talking about? This is an amazing discovery. No creature like this has ever been seen on planet Earth. Think of the possibilities. We could... Uh- you spent most of the time masturbating, didn't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Anyway, find out what the extra organ is for on the small one and get back to me. And you guys? He pointed at the other scientists. Stay here and find out as much as you can. We are all going to be very rich men. I'm going to see if I can find any more specimens. And here, Black Mesa Research <laughs> Facility Halls. Nick headed out just as the scientists began to work on their corpses. He headed towards the experimentation chamber, hoping to gain new specimens from where the trouble started. In the hallway to the chamber, Nick saw a scientist slumped against a wall with a head crab attached to his face. He poked at the head crab. Nothing. He hit it. Nothing. Gleefully, Nick picked up the scientist, hosted him over his shoulder, and brought him back to the lab, throwing him down onto the table when he entered. The scientist stared. Holy shit! (laughs) Barry rolled his chair over to the new arrival. He nodded. Now I know what the extra organ is for. At first I thought it was the creature's dick, but now I think I understand. It is an implant organ, which is also a dick. (laughs) The scientist scratched their heads. Any of you guys ever see Alien? The scientist nodded. Oh! Anyway, the crab jumps onto a human and sticks the organ into the brain, squirting a liquid that changes the brain's regular rhythm into something different. The liquid seeps into all parts of the host body, mutating it and giving the crab full control. Essentially, the crab possesses its host. As if on cube, the possessed scientist jumped up from the table and slashed Barry across the face. As Barry bled and the other scientists screamed, two soldiers with guns marched through the doorway into the lab. Oh, thank God. The soldiers began shooting. End of Act 3. Act 4. A plethora of movie ripoffs. The two soldiers opened fire into the room of scientists. Their bullets burst from their guns with a deafening roar, and some were dead before they even heard it. Men fell left and right, looks of shock in their faces as the men that they thought would save them destroyed them. Suddenly, Nick understood what was happening and acted. He ran to a nearby table and threw it on its side, ducking behind it for cover. Nick looked around as the possessed. Was there any other word to describe it? Scientists used the body of his victims as cover, making the corpses take the bullets. Nick looked up to the countertop beside him, spotting his gun. He reached out to grab it, but he quickly shot his hand back as parts of the counter were turned into Swiss cheese by the bullets. He waited for the gunfire to stop. Nick grabbed the gun and waited. The bullets flew all around him, some hitting the metal tabletop and not penetrating it. Finally, the gunfire stopped, and Nick heard the clinking sounds of the soldiers reloading their guns. Nick took advantage of the situation. He jumped up and pointed his gun at one of the soldiers, noticing that the possessed (laughs) scientist was approaching them as well. Nick aimed for the head of the soldier and pulled the trigger over and over. Surprisingly enough, every shot connected with its target. Bitch it. Back to the soldier's head exploded as the bullets crashed through his skull. He fell back from the impact, dead. The other soldier quickly finished reloading his gun, unfazed by his comrade's demise. Nick pointed the gun at the other soldier and pulled the trigger. Nick heard the empty metallic click of the gun as the soldier raised his machine gun. Oh shit! Nick dropped to the floor as the machine gun burst bullets through where he was a split second before, almost singeing his hair. Whoa, deja vu. The bullets followed him as they beat against the table, making large indentations. They got bigger and bigger, closer and closer as the bullets were about to penetrate the table. Suddenly, they stopped and started back up again in a different direction. <laughs> Nick looked dropped from his hiding place in time to see the possessed scientist throwing his claw against the face of the soldier, sending him reeling as the blood spurted from his face. The possessed scientist walked over to the moaning soldier, but the moans soon turned to screams as the monster clawed again and again at its face, throwing blood left and right as if a hose was spewing the stuff. <laughs> 
The scream stopped, and the creature bent down and ripped the soldier's chest open, feasting on the organs. Nick ran over to the opposite side of the room where he laid his flamethrower. He switched the lighter on and approached the monster from the back. Hey, fuckface! Mind Stolen from Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight starring Billy Zane, 1994. Classic. You gotta give credit to where it's due. Yeah. The possessed scientist turned its head to Nick, its mouth dripping with blood. <laughs> what do you say we heat things up a bit? Line stolen from The Thing, starring Kurt Russell in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Nick depressed a button on top of the aerosol can. A wave of flame leapt forth as the creature swiped at Nick. Nick easily dodged the attack by stepping backward. The flame caught on the remains of the scientist's jacket. The monster clawed at itself, trying to put out the fire. Nick kept the button depressed. The flames caught on all parts of the soon-to-be ex-possessed scientist, its body burning, letting out a foul stench as it died. Finally, the screaming and the thrashing stopped. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> Line stolen from Evil Dead 2, starring Bruce Campbell in 1987. <laughs> you can just write groovy! <laughs> no, you're stealing the line! Yeah, you couldn't have done that for the last three lines that he just said. No, no. Nick <sighs> turned away from the burning corpse back to the lab and surveyed the damage. He stepped over the body. It's a pools of blood. After checking the room, he found that there were four of the original 12 scientists left, excluding himself. There was Loretta, who was clutching her dress in fear. Sam, who was in the back wetting his pants. Biff, who was in the back pinching his mustache. Biff. And Barry, who was in the back holding gauze to his bleeding face with one hand and masturbating with the other. <laughs> Nick shook his head. Can, can't you stop chafing the whale for two whole seconds? Line stolen from the... <sighs> Anthony's Family Home Moving, starring him, 1988. <laughs> Barry stopped. What? Wasn't he like two? Yes. Probably. What now? Nick looked at the bloodstained room. Now we get the hell out of here. What happened to the scientific glory you spoke of earlier? Of the fame we would get from these new specimens? Nick rubbed his head. I changed my mind. When those soldiers started shooting, I suddenly understood. The government doesn't want any of us to tell the world what we've seen. They're going to do anything they can to silence us. The only thing important now is survival. <laughs> Sam stood trying to cover up the enormous urine stain his pants. Someone needs to check on that man. I don't think he's okay. <laughs> like, like physically. <laughs> but the military was supposed to help us. Nick shook his head. No shit, Sherlock. I guess things changed. Sam sat back down. Biff looked up. Oh, fuck, it's me. <laughs> um, uh, how do you intend to do that? Nick smiled and pointed to the fallen soldier. Look at his belt. Each of the remaining scientists <laughs> looked at the belt and saw dot 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 grenades. I've got an idea. Line stolen from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just a thing people say. <laughs> no, it's My a God. Star Wars line. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, you know 100%. the famous line from Star Wars? I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea. Act five. Said Chewbacca. The trail. <laughs> There's so much of this. Yeah, we're only like halfway through this. There's no. eight acts. Right. <laughs> it's fine. We're Come on. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nick relieved the soldier's corpse of its weapon except for the grenades, then dragged it to the now-sealed metal entrance door. Step back, guys and girl. The remaining scientists <laughs> jumped behind the guard's surveillance desk, now long abandoned. Nick kneeled and put his finger around the pin of one of the grenades. Three, two, one! Nick pulled the pin from the grenade and ran back to the surveillance desk. He leaped over the front of it and ducked, covering his ears. The room was rocked with a deafening explosion as the first grenade exploded, triggering the other six. The body exploded into a fireball of flesh and blood. Shrapnel flew over the heads of the scientists, slamming into the wall behind them. When the smoke cleared, a large hole appeared in the door, exposing a path to the entrance exit tram. The scientists casually stood up and crouched through the hole, ignoring the relatively boring <laughs> event that had just occurred. The tram sat attached to the rail, indifferent to the events that had just happened around it. Each of the scientists walked in and took a seat, save for Nick, who opened a control panel and started the tram up. It coughed to life and started moving backwards, back to the surface. 
Surprisingly enough, nothing happened on the way over. Actually, that's a lie. About halfway to the surface, something landed on the roof. Each of the scientists looked up, remembering the elevator scene for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> We've all seen it, of course. <laughs> oh, Thinking of course. ahead, Nick tosses pistol to Barry, his flamethrower to Loretta, the machine gun from one of the soldiers to Biff, and nothing to Sam for fear he would blow his own brains out. Jesus. Nick kept the shotgun that was on the other soldier. Don't fire unless I say so. The scientist, too afraid to object, nodded. Stop that! Nick was tired of seeing that millimeter Peter. I think we... we <laughs> Barry is not Barry needs like... Uh, Barry quickly shoved it back in. Suddenly, the roof disintegrated slowly, as if it was being eaten away. When there's a big enough hole, the acid spitter broke through its mouth tentacles? Question mark? Question mark? Moving independently. <laughs> Good question. Its tail moving casually as if nothing was happening. It turned to Nick, whose face was upturned in a sneer. Another one? As if it understood what Nick had said, it turned its face to him. Suddenly, the tentacles splayed outward as the creature screamed. Ire! <laughs> <laughs> Nick shouted as he pulled the trigger. Each of the scientists fired at the creature, quickly turning it into a slimy Swiss cheese, but not before it launched an acid loogie mm. at Nick. Unlucky for him, he didn't move fast enough as he should have, and the acid loogie hit him in the left arm, quickly eating away at the flesh. His arm went limp. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Nick stared at his lifeless arm in horror. Biff ran over and ripped the sleeve off of Nick's lab coat. He wrapped it around Nick's arm as Nick screamed. He tied the sleeve above the elbow, Nick's bleeding arm. The bleeding came to a halt. Oh, that's easy. Ever play Fear Effect? I forget what voice I made for him. <laughs> it was well known that Biff was a connoisseur of fine video games. Nick stared at Biff, confused as hell. Biff whipped out a pocket knife and cut the lifeless part of Nick's arm off. Jesus. <laughs> Your new name is Glass. If you don't get this reference and play the PlayStation game Fear Effect, you can probably guess what happens to the character of Glass. He gets ice cream? <laughs> My arm! My arm! Biff punched Nick in the face, a universal sign for shut the hell up. Nick couldn't calm down. <laughs> My arm! My fucking arm! The bastards took my fucking arm! Nick fell to his knees, tears rolling down his face. Uh, 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 give me back my hand! Give me back my hand! Line stolen from Evil Dead 2, starring Bruce Campbell in 1987. Biff pumped Nick full of painkillers from the doctor's bag he took from the lab. Nick was significantly happier, and then he soon fell asleep. Once fucking morphine. When he woke, Nick gained control of himself. He traded his shotgun for the machine gun, which made him feel better. <laughs> they waited in silence as the tram rumbled towards the destination, alien corpse and all. Soon the tram came upon sunlight as it approached the station at the foot of this mountain. It grinded to a halt at the station, and the exhausted scientist stood up. As they approached the door, at least ten aliens approached the tram, walking in straight horizontal line, like a river dance. <laughs> say like a Riverdale? <laughs> you know, like Riverdale. Yeah, you know all those people down there at Riverdale, they do that. Walking in straight horizontal lines. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I walk in straight horizontal lines. <laughs> it was divided pretty evenly between acid spitters, lightning throws, and the possessed scientists. There was one head crab trying to look just as tough as its compadres. <laughs> the scientists raised their guns. Nick using his teeth to release the safety. Last stop. Line not stolen from anywhere. End of Act 5. <laughs> <laughs> Still two more acts. Jeez, got it. Three, technically. Three. Easy. We got it. No, we got it. Come on. We got oh, it. Yeah. Act 6. The stand-up. Exterior. Black Mesa train stop. The scientists stuck their arms out of the windows and blasted the alien menace, each of them pulling the trigger like there was no tomorrow. Right then, the idea wasn't so unusual. Aliens fell left and right, their mucus-soaked corpses falling to the ground. The scientists thought they had won when, all of a sudden, the ammo burst from Sam's gum stopped. Then Biff's, and then Loretta's, and then Nick's. <gasps> the clicks of the empty gun scared the scientists more than anything else they'd seen that day. They knew they were about to die. 
All except Nick, that is, who had a tendency for never giving up. <laughs> Anybody got any ammo left? He looked around, expecting the answer no. He didn't get that answer, but something worse. Silence. A silence so loud it pierced the skulls of the men who stood in the tram, all of them waiting for the inevitable. The standing scientist looked at the horizon and saw the figures of the two acid spitters and two lightning throwers. The scientists closed their eyes, afraid of the death they knew to be so near. The first acid spitter's tail shot up, as did the seconds. The two lightning throwers prepared for attack. What the fuck are you guys waiting for? Barry zipped his pants back up. Nick looked down to see Barry chambering the first round of an unused clip for his pistol. Nick's eyes widened. The scientist dropped to the floor as the lightning and mucus slammed in the side of the tram. The two holes slowly opened in the hull as the acid ate away at the metal. Nick crawled to Barry. Masturbating? Uh-huh. So you didn't see the monsters or hear me ask for ammo, did you? Nope. Give me that! <laughs> Nick swiped the pistol from Barry and checked the magazine. All 17 rounds left. Damn, those soldiers they had blown away sure were carrying a lot of stuff. Nick closed the door, as did the other scientists. They all knew the door had an extra sheet of a titanium that couldn't be broken unless the grenade was detonated right next to it. Beads of sweat rolled down Nick's face as his remaining arm grasped the pistol. He's holding a, sh- He's holding a shotgun with don't, one don't arm. It. It's Half-Life logic. <laughs> Gordon Freeman has like 20 guns on him at any one time, so don't, don't question this. He is an action scientist. It's true. The it's holes true. in the hull got larger and larger. The bolts were soon hitting the opposite side of the tram. Nick waited for a break in the firing and leapt out. He aimed at the first lightning thrower and fired thrice. The first two missed, but the third penetrated the creature's throat. The monster clawed at the throat its mucus sprayed forth. There was a discomfort and gurgle as the creature drowned in its own bodily fluid. As this happened, Nick shot at the first acid spitter, sending a bullet right down its mouth and killing it almost instantly. He jumped back from the door, barely missing a mucus ball in a lightning stream. Once again, he waited for a break and jumped out. He wasted six bullets on the lightning thrower before he finally put him down with the seventh. Nick rolled to the right, back to the door, just as an acid ball shot past his left ear. Barry wiped his hands on his coat. How many you got left? Nick shrugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it hit the back of the wall as Nick jumped out, he fired four times at the beast, connecting with it every shot, but only doing real damage with the last. The horse slumped to the ground, mucus squirted out, like those cowboys in cartoons who drank water right after being shot many times. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten reference. Yeah. The scientists stepped out onto the field of death and surveyed what they had done. Nick was the first to say what they'd all been thinking. Man, we kick ass. End of Act 6. Act 7. Elevators, elevators, and more elevators. X-year, Black Mesa train stop. <laughs> uh, the scientists stepped over the field of death with smiles on their faces. The mere vision of the smoking corpses was enough to bring a bit of cockiness even to Sam. They walked to the edge of the cliff to the emergency elevator, which had been installed years ago. Oh. They all got in, and Nick pushed the down button, sending the rusty contraption slowly downward, creaking all the way. About halfway down, Nick looked over the black railing and saw a large concrete wall with an opening in its middle. Behind it, another elevator being guarded by two soldiers, one armed with a shotgun, the other automatic. (laughs) Nick smiled. Hey, guys, look at this. The scientists looked at the two military figures pacing back and forth, completely full of themselves. Everyone smiled. I don't feel scared at all, you know? I feel kind of invincible. Sam stood. I've got a very positive attitude about this. <laughs> Line stolen from Big Trouble in Little China, starring Kurt Russell in 1986. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Nick's face dropped slightly when he realized where they were on the ammo front. He checked the only remaining clip left for his pistol. Two bullets. Shit. Uh, guys? The scientist looked up. We're going to have to find something else to use against these guys. I've only got two bullets left, and we need a backup plan if I don't hit both of them. Barry rubbed his head, his face upturned in what seemed to be an expression of deep thought. Suddenly, his head shot up. I've got one! The scientist looked at Barry, perplexed. (laughs) Wasn't he supposed to be jerking off or something? Hey, stop looking at me like that! Anyway, here's my plan. Barry laid it out for them. (laughs) 
The elevator stopped and the scientists exited. The wall was about 300 feet away. Loretta and Biff ran to the left side of it, close to the mountain. Sam ran directly to the left of the wall's opening, hiding the empty shotgun. Biff ran to the right of the entrance, pistol tucked into his belt. Sam nodded. Nick ran out, screaming and yelling, his remaining hand shaking his own ass. Bad monkey! I don't want to yell this! My window's open! Oh, yell it, Nikki! Yell it! Don't be a coward! Okay. <laughs> Fucking do it! <laughs> Bad monkey! Bad monkey! See the yo-yo! Peanut butter! Peanut butter! Peanut butter! Woo! Woo! The confused soldiers looked at each other, and after a moment came to a solution, that being waste the crazy motherfucker. Nick ran back past the opening in the wall to where the other scientists were waiting. He went back to its original position right next to the opening. Come on, kill me, I'm right here! Line stolen from Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what? I don't even care about the year the movie came out. I think spelling Schwarzenegger is correctly is enough. Is that even correct? Probably. It probably is. I mean... My thigh is red from how hard I was hitting myself. I am a method actor. Thank you for your sacrifice. The soldiers went through. The one with the shotgun coming out first. Nick raised his gun and pushed it up to the soldier's head. Before he could understand what was going on, Nick had pulled the trigger twice, making a considerable mess of what used to be his skull. The soldier with the machine gun quickly ran out, hoping to find out what had happened. The soldier turned to his left and saw Nick, gun smoking, hands in the air. The marine was about to raise his fun when (laughs) Sam swung the empty shotgun like a baseball bat, making a loud crack as it collided with the skull of the military figure. The soldier collapsed like a wet sack of... like a sack. Nick's mouth dropped open. Holy shit, it worked! How'd you come up with that, Barry? Maybe you're actually smart when you're not masturbating. Barry shrugged. The scientists robbed the corpses of their possessions. Again. (laughs) Once they finished, the band of men in lab coats got into the elevator and once again descended into the canyon. Biff looked up. Where, where does that go? This go. (laughs) The exit. (laughs) They all looked out over the railing and saw what, at the moment, seemed like the most beautiful feeling in the world. The road. They saw the road. The exit was a steel gate which would have normally blocked the long path to the black pavement. The path normally would have weaved through a canyon. Something was different, however. The sides of the canyon had been knocked out to make the canyon itself much larger, but the canyon had been turned into a large steel building. (laughs) Sorry for the lousy description. Just imagine a large steel building with a path leading to an elevator on its south side, a path to the road on the north side, and its west and east sides covered by the rock. The entrance to the building is a large closed steel gate. Jeez, this is beginning to sound like Zork. What the fuck is Zork? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nick scratched fine, his head. Fine. What do you suppose that's for? None of them had any ideas. The elevator stopped and the scientists ran to the gate, only to stop dead in their tracks. The large closed steel gate loomed over them like a, a big looming thing. Barry leaned over to Nick. Uh, how do we get past this one, Chief? Grenades? I looked up what Zork was. Okay, I don't care. I don't care what Zork <laughs> is. Now you are knowledgeable. <laughs> Remembering what they had done before, it's, Loretta it's a video game. took the grenades that they had gotten from the soldiers from her dress. She threw them at the gate, making a molehill of boom rocks at the base of the large steel gate. They all took cover behind parts of the canyon that jutted out, save for Sam. Showing great courage, Sam ran to the hill of grenades and took the top one into his hand. He pulled the pin. <laughs> dropped the grenade, and ran like hell back to the elevator. The explosion made the ground tremor. Shrapnel flew in the direction of the scientists, clattering against the walls. The force of the explosion blew Sam into the back rail of the elevator, cracking several of his ribs and giving him a generally unpleasant feeling. The smoke cleared, and the battered man looked at the door. A large hole had appeared in the door, exploding a pass to the entrance exit tram. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a- no, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. That's what happened last time. This time, the door remained solid with nothing save for a big black blast mark on the front. Where? Okay, wait. Where did Loretta 
have the fucking grenades because I know dresses don't have pockets. Did she put the fucking grenades in? She was no, no. She was also wearing a lab coat. They all wear white lab coats and lab coats have pockets. It says Loretta took the grenades that they had gotten from the soldiers from her dress. The dresses have pockets. Don't be. I bet it does it. Don't be sexist. Don't be sexist. Don't be sexist. Science dress. Uh, the men dropped to the ground. The arrogant attitude that had inhabited their gang disappeared. Even Nick knew they were screwed. They had come this far, and now this friggin' door prevented their exit. Sam limped over to the team and fell down. What now? <laughs> As if on cue, the gate slightly creaked open and a very loud growl could be heard. Nick smiled. Now Loretta goes in there and sees what that noise was. Loretta jumped up. What are you talking about? Why should I have to? Do you have something against women? Is that what it is? Well, why don't you just go in? Shut up. Anyway, ladies first. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Loretta walked to the gate unarmed. She slowly got closer and closer as a growl sounded again. Through into the room and yelled, slashed, screamed. She ran back to the elevator, arms flailing and mouth screaming. <laughs> she quickly pushed the up button. The elevator slowly climbed up. Nick stood up. What the fuck are you- No, wait. What the yuck are you doing? Get down here! <laughs> yuck, yuck, shook yuck. her head. <laughs> no, I don't want to. That thing will kill me. What thing? Loretta? Loretta, answer me! But she had tuned him out, as women sometimes do. <laughs> Classic women. Whammin. Nick once again unlocked the safety of his soul and machine gun, and the growl got loud. <laughs> the brakes of the men, and they all felt the ground rumble as whatever so was in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, whatever it's comes so out of these so gates. Loud. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that was I'm trying to be a good actor. I'm trying to be a good actor. <laughs> Whatever comes out of these gates, we stand a better chance of surviving if we work together. Line stolen from Gladiator starring Russell Crowe, 1999. <laughs> and X7. Act 8. The Monster. The pounding grew louder and louder as whatever it was in the building grew closer and closer. The scientists readied their guns, save for Loretta, who was watching the building from the top of a cliff. We've come too far to go down! We will succeed! Nick's optimism was beginning to get on the nerves of everyone. <laughs> we will win! We will fight to the death! And then they will say of us, Never have so many done so much for so few! Line stolen from Robin Hood, Men in Tights, <laughs> starring Carrie Elways, 1993. We will be heroes. We will be celebrities. Never again will we... Barry! Zip your pants up, for God's sakes! Sorry, Chief. <laughs> He's British now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over because I've been doing the monster noises this entire time. It's mine, it's mine it's now. Fine. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, it's so loud. It's so loud. It's supposed to be loud. Arms at the ready, gentlemen. The scientists stood, their guns at their side, waiting for their cue to raise them. Arms at ready, nerds. The scientists raised their guns. Suddenly, a huge monster burst from the building, sending the doors flying into the canyon wall behind the humans, all of which had just lost a lot of confidence. The monster had one large orb of an eye in the middle of its head. The head itself was the size of a tank and hunched over. The sheer size of it was overwhelming, and the scientists were amazed it had fit inside the building in the first place. For those of you who have <laughs> played Half-Life and think that, hey, wait a minute, I've never seen this monster before. <laughs> This is actually a poor description of those large monsters that you can only kill in really weird ways, such as electrocuting it with 5,000 volts or blowing it into smithereens. Sorry to slow you down. I hate that I knew what he was talking about. <sighs> fire! The scientists let loose with lines of gunfire. Bullets bounced off the behemoth. I've always wanted to say the word behemoth. None of doing any damage. The small metal capsule simply bounced off and hit the wall. Some penetrated the creature's eyes, but nothing really bad happened to the monster other than some 
eye itching. Imagine shooting King Kong in the eye with a pea shooter. The scientists were naturally disheartened by this result of their gunfire, but they remained vigilant. The creature processed what was happening to it and reacted. <laughs> <laughs> a stream of fire lightning shot from the right hand of the creature aimed at our heroes. Run! The scientists flocked to the sides of the canyon, <laughs> running with their heads down. The beam of death slowly followed the group on the left of the wall, <laughs> Sam and Nick. They quickly ran to the elevator behind them, still firing at the monster to distract it. Nick pointed at the remaining scientists on the other side of the canyon, Biff and Barry. Go! Run to the road! Now! The scientists ran to the building, but they suddenly stopped. Biff turned to Barry and said what they were both thinking. We go down! We go down... Fighting. They don't kiss? Why don't they kiss? I think Barry and Biff should kiss. I think Barry and Biff should kiss. <laughs> the scientists fired at the monster's back, aiming for what they thought was the ass. Uh, how do you like that, huh? Biff laughed as he pulled the trigger over and over. Ha-ha! <laughs> as a beam of flame and electricity sneered Nick and Sam, it suddenly stopped. The creature jumped and grabbed its hindquarters. When it landed, the ground shook. The monster turned to Biff and Barry. The stream of fire barely missed Barry, but it hit Biff straight on. Biff screamed, the flames cracking oh! off his <laughs> Remembering his childhood, he stopped, dropped, and rolled. The fire went out, but Bill was still very badly burned. He raised his gun at the creature and screamed as he fired. Is that all you got? Huh? Come on, you motherfucker! As if to answer, the creature pointed his hand at Biff. The fire spewed from his hand, but Barry quickly picked up Biff and moved him. All those years of masturbation really give you good muscles. I wish. Hee hee hee. This is where they should kiss. Yeah, right oh here. God. Definitely here. Nick and Sam ran to where Biff and Barry were at guns blazing. Suddenly, Nick had an idea. Aim for its dick! <laughs> the scientists fired away with a sudden shine, sending the monster reeling back from a wave of concentrated fire. It stepped back into the elevator shaft, and the elevator itself waited a mile up. The men fired at the thing's crotch. Their fur unrolled. <laughs> the fur, fur. The fur. The creature tried to cover itself, but the gunfire hurt its hands too much. <laughs> and they were forced to pull back. Suddenly, Nick's gun clicked with the sound of an empty chamber. He searched his pockets for extra clips, only to find none. Within minutes, the same thing happened to the other men until the gunfire stopped altogether. Oh, shit. This happens way too often. The monster pointed its hand at the quivering scientist and fired. Dramatic pause. <laughs> Unfortunately for the monster, a two-ton elevator crashed its skull into oblivion before the stream could reach the scientist. Monster brain splattered to the ground. Oh. When the scientists actually realized what had happened, they looked to the top of the shaft to see Loretta with a chainsaw in her hand. The severed cord that held the elevator in place swinging back and forth next to her. They were all astonished. Where did you get that chainsaw? I always keep one in my panties for agents such as this. <laughs> she put the grenades in her pussy! She put the grenades in her pussy! She put a chainsaw in her pussy! Girl power! Girl power! Girl boss! Girl boss behavior! Gaslight Yankee! Girl boss! Loretta's the OG girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you gonna get down? I'm an experienced climber. Watch oh, this. God. Loretta clutched the canyon wall and made it to the bottom within 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite pretty considering the distance. When she rejoined the group, now a reminder, they have waited 20 minutes at this point. Yes. <laughs> they all walked into the building, not paying attention to the signs on the wall of reading Big Scary, almost indestructible monster storage building. When they reached the other side of the building, Biff being carried by Sam... Well, maybe Biff and ba Sam should kiss now. <laughs> <laughs> they opened the human-sized door and gazed at the Black Mesa horizon. Just as they all took their first steps to freedom, they were stopped by an all-too-familiar voice. Nice work, gentlemen. What? Oh, my God! Oh, there's nine? I thought you said there were eight acts. This is clearly nine. Yeah. It's a surprise. Oh, this is when it gets hot. <laughs> oh, shit, the Jamie, you promised. chapter? <laughs> Question mark? Interior, Black Maze of Big Scary, Almost Indestructible Monster Storage Building. The scientists turn around and see a morbid-looking man in a neatly pressed suit holding a suitcase and straightening his tie. They knew him as the administrator, the G-Man. 
Nick was the first to make the connection. You bastard! You did this! The G-Man chuckled his strange chuckle and spoke in the voice of a snake. Oh, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. Thanks for your intelligence in examining those samples. You opened a portal to the overworld, Zen, where these creatures came from. Thanks <laughs> to Freeman, it is now in our control. Hmm, I guess that asshole was good for something. Helping the bad guys. When I talked to him, I was offering a job. When I talked to Mr. Shepard, I was detained. <laughs> I have no such choice with you. You see, there are simply too many of you to hire or imprison. <laughs> you know, so I'm afraid you must be exterminated. <laughs> you think you can kill us? Do you know what we've been through? You're nothing. Oh, really, Mr. Poodoo? Watch this. <laughs> In a flashman, the G-Man and his cat was holding a rocket launcher. <laughs> he had the rocket launcher in his ass! <laughs> what? How did... Nick was interrupted as a G-Man loaded a rocket into the launcher. Goodbye, Mr. Poodoo. The G-Man pointed the launcher at the grouping of scientists. Without needing to tell them to do so, the scientists ran out the door they were feet away from, Biff still being carried by Sam. After exiting, they ran to the tight, blocking the G-Man's aim of them. We don't have any ammo to use against him. The G-Man walked out of the building and spotted them. Calmly, he raised his rocket launcher and fired. The man ran away from it, but the shockwave from the explosion blew them around the corner, away from the G-Man again. Nick pointed at Loretta and asked for the chainsaw. Loretta whipped it out. The chainsaw, that is. Oh, the pussy chainsaw, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks. Okay, you guys distract him. I'll run around back and saw him up. Barry raised a hand. Uh, uh, question. Most sides of the canyon building are built into the canyon. It is impossible to run around it. Nick shook his head and pointed at the section of the building. Look. The scientist did. And saw a door <laughs> inches away from the canyon wall. I'm going to go through there, come out the door, and cut that cocksucker's head off. All the scientists nodded in agreement, except for Sam. How will we distract him? <laughs> Nick shrugged, and with that opened the door and ran into the building. The G-Man turned the corner and saw the clustering of old men. <laughs> That's Where a chainsaw? Is, is she Mr. the chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Nick jumped from behind the corner, chainsaw at the ready. He swung high. The G-Man's head came off with no blood, strangely enough. The decapitated body fell to the floor a few inches away from its head. The suitcase was flung several feet away from both. Yes! I was getting really tired of that guy! Ha! Man, I'm glad he's dead. Suddenly, the arms of the body started moving, searching for its lost companion. No. Holy, Holy shit! shit! The body reattached its head, stood up, and made another rocket launcher appear. The only one with extensive knowledge of horror movies. Go Evil Dead on his ass! What? As if to a 12-year-old. You don't have to read the stage direction! <laughs> I'm fucked. Well, they're orange, so I have to read them. Just shut up. She's got it. Anyway. In the Evil Dead movies, the only safe way to dispose of the undead was by dismembering them. And then burying them. What I'm saying is, go Bruce Campbell on his ass! The G-Man raised a rocket launcher again. Nick brought down the chainsaw hard, slicing off the G-Man's left arm. He brought it down again, slicking off his right arm. Then, with all of his strength, he re-decapitated the G-Man. Scene stolen from Evil Dead 2 starring Bruce Campbell, 1988. The headless, armless body hopped around, kicking Nick while the head taunted him. Come on, you pen see? <laughs> it's, it's really hard not to read his Monty Python. <laughs> Look! You stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. <laughs> yes, I have. Look! It's just a flesh wound. Come on, then. Line stolen from Monty Python in the quest for the Holy Grail starring Michael Palin, Jerry Jones, John Cleese, Eric Idle, Graham Chapman, and Terry Gilliam. 1970-something. Duh. Yeah, I think got your ass. 
Ignoring the dumbass head, Nick lopped off the legs with one strong swing. The humans dug a large hole and kicked the pieces of the ex-administrator into the hole. Zombies! They're even worse than bloody cats. Flying <laughs> <laughs> stolen from Conker's Bad Ur Day for the Nintendo 64 2001. They buried the son of the bitch, but as they were about to leave, Sam noticed a suitcase. Hey, want to find out who wins the bet? Yeah, sure, why not? The scientist walked over to the suitcase and Nick picked it up. He moved over and placed it on a rock, away from the others. Noticing there was no lock of any kind, Nick opened it. A yellow light shone onto his face, much like the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. Barry began walking over the Nick when Nick suddenly raised a hand to stop him. Stop. Don't come any closer. Well, what is it? Nick wiped the sweat from his forehead and took a deep breath. Well, it ain't a dildo. The end. Dot dot dot. Classic. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> then there's just an author's note at the end that says, "If you've just finished reading this chapter, that means you are a a poodoo fan, or b a pothead. In any case, if oh, you want me to write more, then review this chapter and tell me if I should. Otherwise, you'll never find out what's in the suitcase." Spoiler alert: We never find it. out what's in the suitcase. <laughs> we never. We never found out. We never found out. We never found out. Well, we yeah, asked Anthony, know. and he went. Not enough people commented, so we'll never know. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he talk about it somewhere? I, he did talk about it actually in the uh, that he and Ash did apparently about their fan fiction back on the Hey Ash, what you podcasting thing? Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah. Last time I asked Anthony what the, there was in the suitcase, he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he quit entirely. So. Oh no. Oh man. Yeah, I think we should petition to get him to finish it. Yep. Yep. I, that'd be. That, I mean, we can. Doesn't mean anything's gonna happen. So, it's Anthony. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot feelings. of emotions yeah, about. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. I'm like really sad. I'm like really sad right now that we finished it. Yeah. There's no more. <laughs> That's certainly there's no a more way of describing it. <laughs> The bad news is, is that the other two fanfics that we have are worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel exhausted. I feel like I might have just aged about five years. I think this was a really good step towards, like, equality. <laughs> I think. Um, I, think really... I think the pussy chainsaw set us forward in feminism. Just, just a, a few cents closer to being equal pay between men and women. Like, I, I really equal do believe pay. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. We'll get there one day. Let's all come up with our own theories for what the ending is. Um, I'm going to say that it's not well, it's not a dildo, uh, because it is a butt plug. Ooh. Oh, damn it. Okay. Damn it. Great think alike. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think, right, that's the right mo- I think that just makes the most sense. Okay, I so it's not a dildo in the suitcase. No. no. So basically, that could be a misdirect. Just putting that out there, it could be yeah, a dildo. I feel it, like yeah. though, it, it, any that also could exclude anything that could be used as a dildo, which is a lot of things. What? Which is I, a I, lot of things. I, I think that like knowing Anthony, it's like, well, it ain't a dildo. It's a super dildo. <laughs> it's a bigger dildo. Oh, yeah. It's that one of those dildo dildo bats from Saints Row. Oh man, Saints Row. Were thank they you. In like an expansion or pack of Saints, Saints Row, Row Four. Too? Yeah. Or it's like one of those dildos that are like attached to like a piece of like lawn equipment, like a hedge clipper with the blade cut off, and it's just like. <laughs> um, it could be maybe. It's another pussy chainsaw. <laughs> There's just a vagina in the box, and he pulls, he pulls <laughs> a chainsaw. And then he unsheathes a chainsaw from it. Yes. Yeah. It's a chainsaw in a fleshlight. It is a second larger pussy chainsaw. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only logical. I mean, I think these are all the only logical explanations for what's in it. So I think for the sequel, if we were to ever draft one, I think Bill and. Nope, none of them are named Bill. Barry and Biff should kiss. Yeah. Yes. Maybe a love triangle because there was some chemistry between Biff and Sam in there. Yeah, so, so we can have triangle. like a drama thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> because Anthony is a man who did write something when he was a twelve, I have to assume that uh, Nick Pudu and Loretta would end up fucking yeah, yeah, at of course. some point. Well, 
not to spoil everything, but in the original draft, uh, oh? Loretta was also Larry. Oh, right, right, right. Right. So, the trans storyline, which I think is really beautiful. That we completely eliminated yeah, for. Yeah, I, I mean, though. Um, valid. For, yeah. for, for reasons. reasons. Um, for You're welcome, Anthony Birch. Yeah. Though he was twelve, like I'm pretty sure that yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure that he tried to make a move on like. <laughs> I think the what's couch. really beautiful. I think what's really beautiful about Nick Pudu, action scientist, is that there is no love story. Um, the only thing we yeah, have, true. the only romantic subplot that we have is um <laughs> the one we made up along the way. Barry, <laughs> Barry, no, Barry and his own penis. Yeah, oh, um, yes. but, yeah, and you know sometimes that's all, think, sometimes that's all you need. I think the biggest problem with Barry, he, he masturbates so much because he has no one. Hey, hey, it is fine to no masturbate to as much as you want, just not in the office. But you see, yeah, that's like the thing. It's the- like a cry. It was like a cry for help, where he's like, "I need emotional intimacy." Yeah, I really think Biff can provide that. Yeah, it's a cry for help, and I think that's really. Be- I think I just think that's I just think that's so beautiful. I'm really just contemplating everything I've done up in my life to lead up to this. To get point. here, yeah. To get yeah. here, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like the mm. pinnacle, right? This is you peaking. Yeah. 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 I'm. Yeah, it's never gonna get better than this. Something. I've never. I don't even think I've ever seen screenshots of Half Life. To be completely honest, I went into this. It is okay. It is. I remember wasn't like a Half Life three a meme for a while because everyone's yes. like they're gonna okay yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if that Valve. was Half Life or no no some that was, other that was yeah Valve can't count to three yeah I think Half Life three is basically gonna be what this fic provided us like honestly like yeah. fuck Gordon Freeman we don't need him anymore um it's gonna be Nick Pudu here on out oh Gordon Freeman's yeah. the the well, main guy, the yeah, a silent protagonist, which is hilarious, b- based <laughs> yeah. on how Anthony wrote him. Which means that, like, the game like censors out like Gordon Freeman, Nicky, Nick Pudu, Nick a Nick a Nick a Day. You know, that's just he's just walking around. Baron von Nichtenstein. Like, what the fuck is that? I love it. Let's. All right, hey, hey, can we drop his voice lines and make him a silent protagonist? Done. <laughs> Done, you got it. I hate these lines. <laughs> these are terrible. <laughs> hey, aliens, what's going on? What? Oh, a- aliens. A little known fact, um, Anthony, when writing this, actually stole from the people who made Half-Life. I don't know who they are. <laughs> but, like, actual lines that they were going to have Gordon Freeman... Yeah read but yeah, he, yeah. he yeah. drove to yeah. the valve offices in seattle at the age wow. of 12 mm-hmm. from texas or wherever or the, the fuck or you know, yes. yeah and uh yeah he snuck oh. in one night and uh just stole some random papers and he got all of gordon Freeman's yeah, voice it, lines it, yeah. and he walked out there with such gems as in you ever fart so good your <laughs> pants fit better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, the Nickster, Nickorama, Nickelodeon. Also, I think in the second, like in the sequel to Nick Pudu, Action Scientist. Half-Life 3. Um, Half-Life 3. I <laughs> think Byron <laughs> needs a bigger role. Is Byron a real character in the video game? Or is that just... I don't no? know. Is Nick Pudu a real character in the video game? No. Wait, wait, wait. What, what character are you asking no. me about, Emma? Byron, the one that like no Nick just... Pudu, no none... action oh, scientist other than Gordon and technically Barry, but Barry's a different character in the game. None of the characters. Barry's canon. Wait, really? There's there's a different. It's a different Barry okay. in in the game. Barry's like a like a security guard slash cop. Um, clearly mm-hmm. he is not the here. <laughs> okay, I, Wait, okay. I think this actually is a superior Barry. There a shepherd in half. Shepherd, no. Okay. No, not as not as far as I know. No, shepherd's Mass Effect. Right. But this is twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he predicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You predicted. Whatever. It. Yeah. I think there's a lot of moments in this where you can see future Borderlands Two writer Anthony Birch kind of shining through. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Like uh, you ever take a shit so good you've clog the toilet or whatever the fuck uh that one felt yep. pretty that's like classic borderlands humor yeah, am i right fellas clap yeah. trap. Ed, i've never yep, yep. claptrap always masturbating uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it was so weird yeah i thought it was really weird that uh that character that um 
Anthony's sister Ashley plays was just like always like pulling a chainsaw out of her pussy. Like I thought it was so weird. But you know what? I I've no. gr- I've grown to no. No. like it. It's like girl boss behavior. Um, yeah, I think it's really empowering. Yeah, and, uh, Tiny good- Tina is a real girl boss. Yeah, that's that yeah, twelve year old real good- girl boss pulling. I think it's really empowering for. Uh, this generation to be able to see characters pull chainsaws out of their pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, it for is, sure, for sure. It's yeah. truly empowering. Um, so, in conclusion, yeah. Nick Pudu, action scientist, is a very good fanfiction. You guys want to know what his plan was for the briefcase, according to the Hey Ash, what you playing thing? Yeah. Oh, oh, we got something? For sure. Apparently, the idea was that inside of the suitcase was a portal to, like, video games and television. So he could Ugh. put Nick Pudu into other storylines and make additional references. Yeah, no, that sucks. Ours yeah. were way better. Yeah, ours were sex toys. I think, we, I think we had yeah. Gex. Better choices. Yeah. Gex? Yeah. yeah. The gecko? Gex the gecko. Yeah. Jumps into televisions and goes into... De- yeah. Real gexy. Who the fuck is Gex the gecko? A really shitty protagonist from a, like a slew of video games from the 90s that were on PS1. The 90s aren't real. They, they were. aren't real to me. Uh, I hate to break it to you. I'm, I, the, I, I wasn't there, so they're not real to me. Yeah. The, the, the sad part is that uh, the fanfic is better than anything that I, a grown-ass man, could write right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yes. 